I'm getting old. Now, I'm surprised somebody didn't say amen to that. And there's ways, the ways I know I'm getting old is not just by my hair, the wrinkles on my face. Uh, as I've shared with you before, I know I'm getting old because every time I go to the doctor, he tells me my cholesterol is high. I've told you that, right? And I've also shared with you that I have tried a variety of different strategies to deal with my uh, high cholesterol um, because I'm hard-headed and I won't take medi medicine. I try to, uh, to do other things to manage it. And I've, one of the things I've shared with you before that I do to try to manage my high cholesterol is um, I, um, I, for a season anyway, became a vegan. I hated it. <laughs> hated everything. But it's supposed to be healthy, and, and I, 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 it ended up being a, a, just a, a mess for me, to be quite honest, because you know what I did? If you, if you, kinda, if you do what the vegan thing, with this all plant-based diet, right? And you don't, uh, anyway... My, my excuse that I made because I hated not having hamburgers and, and uh, meat in general or cheese, I, I, my, the compromise I made with myself is that I was going to have french fries and potato chips and a whole lot of other stuff that isn't good for you. And then I went to the doctor after doing this for a year, feeling really good about myself. I went to the doctor and my cholesterol had went up 75 points. And he says, you know, I know you're hard headed, but you're going on statins. And I said, no, I'm not. I got one more thing I need to try. And, and I said, what if I, what if I go ahead and eat things like chicken and fish and, and then not French fries and, and potato chips? By the way, I had McDonald's yesterday. Lisa's sitting over there. <laughs> and... Anyway, long story short, after my cholesterol did come back down, and it's still high, but um, it's better. Um, now, I tell you that today, or I retell that story to you as an illustration of an old axiom that I'm sure every single one of you know, and it is this. You are what you eat, right? Basically, what that axiom is, or that old saying is trying to tell us is that what you put in your mouth will go a long way to determine how healthy you are and the quality of life that you live. Well, I'm here to tell you today that um, that same axiom or the, the, the essence or the truth of that axiom also applies to your mind. What you fill your mind with will go a long way in determining the quality of your life as well. Remember last week I, I shared with you that in Christ it is possible to find peace no matter what's going on in your, in your life personally. Maybe you're, you're sick, uh, maybe you've lost your job, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. And then that we're not even taking it into consideration, the, the derecho and the pandemic and the riots. And no matter, in Christ, you can find peace. Well, I love that, and I know it's the truth, but a very practical question ought to be, how do I do that? Well, this morning I want to share with you one verse of Scripture that is perhaps the most hopeful, practical, and applicable verse of Scripture in the whole Bible. And if you will just listen to me for the next few minutes, and if you will choose to, to apply what you're going to hear, you will find peace. That's a bold statement, isn't it? 
but it's the truth. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open them up to the Old Testament book of Isaiah chapter 26. If you don't have your Bibles, take out your phone and try to find Isaiah. If you haven't, been re- if you've not, if you haven't read the Old Testament book of Isaiah for a while, I would really encourage you to do it. There's a lot of the Old Testament prophets when you read them. You know, they're kind of discouraging and, and kind of doom and gloom. And there's some, some of that to be found in, um, in Isaiah. But there's some of the most beautiful stuff in, in the book of Isaiah that and it, it'll, it'll, when you start piecing the, the, the things you find in it to, together with what, who Jesus is, blows your mind. Anyway, let me just give you a little context before we talk about our passage for today. Uh, Isaiah, like most every other Old Testament prophet, um, ministered during a, t- a very turbulent time in the life of Israel. And not unlike a lot of the other Old Testament prophets, um, he didn't just talk about what was going on. He didn't just call the people to repentance in that moment. He also prophesied about the future. And um, basically, the message was, that um, Israel would fall in the future because of the rebellion of godly people. Now, most of the the people that he was preaching to uh, didn't want to hear that, understandably, right? But um, even though it was talking about, it wasn't even talking about them, their generation necessarily, but you you still don't like hearing that doom and gloom stuff. But as I mentioned a moment ago, as he was preaching those prophetic messages about what was going to happen in the future, he was also preaching about Jesus. Now you say, Jesus wasn't even born yet. Seven years, he was preaching 700 years before Jesus was even born. But if, as, I, as I alluded to a moment ago, if you go back and read the Old Testament book of Isaiah, you'll find some of the most specific uh, descriptions of what Jesus was going to go through, what Jesus looked like. Did you know that? Did you know that in the Bible, there is a description of what Jesus looked like, or maybe more specifically of what Jesus didn't look like? Anyway, lots of that stuff. And, and he, he shared these, these prophecies about the Messiah, the coming Messiah, as an encouragement in the midst of the trials and tribulations uh, that they were going through at the time, as well as what uh, people would go through in the future. Well, um, about two chapters before we get to the verse we're going to look at today. Um, again, Isaiah's prophesying about devastation that will come to the world because of um, godless people. But in an effort to encourage uh, anyone that would listen, um, he shares this that we find in Isaiah 26. Yes, devastation is going to come. Destruction will come. But he said there is coming a day, in, verse, in, in chapter 26, he says there is coming a day when a new song will be sung by those who inhabit the land. Now, this is verse 3. Isaiah 26, verse 3. And I want you to pay close attention to this, okay? In Isaiah, uh, and, and different translations will say different things, but in essence, this is what it's saying. In Isaiah 26, verse 3, he says, those who fix their minds upon the Lord or those who fix their minds upon God shall, listen to me, those who fix their minds upon God shall experience perfect peace. 
those who fix their minds upon the Lord shall experience perfect peace. For in so doing, they prove that they've placed their trust in Him. It's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible. It's one of the most hopeful and practical verses in all of the Bible. Those who fix their minds on God rather than things aren't the way I want them to be. People are sick. I've lost my job. My house is destroyed by a derecho. The racial unrests. Pandemics and, and masks. Those who choose to fix their minds on the Lord shall experience perfect peace. Notice it doesn't say you might experience peace. It doesn't say, well, you could experience peace. It says you will experience peace. So here's some good news, and here is a, a, a little bit of truth that I'm going to throw into your face today. Stop feeling sorry for yourselves. Because things aren't the way you want them to be. Because times are rough. Because you have a choice. You have a choice to fix your mind upon God. And you shall experience peace. Now, the cynic would hear that and they'd say, well, well, God's just saying, God's just expecting me to be like an ostrich, to stick my head in the sand and pretend like the bad stuff's not happening, right? Or be like Pollyanna and just focus on the good stuff. And I'll confess to you that there is a choice to be made in all of this. And the Bible teaches that too. Remember, we've, we, just not too long ago, we looked at a passage found in Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, which says, And finally, brothers and sisters, all that is true, noble, just, and pure, all that is lovely, of good reputation, virtuous, and praiseworthy, meditate on these things, and you shall be blessed. There is a choice, because implicit in that in that passage in, there in Philippians is that you have a choice to not do that. To focus on the bad stuff or the, the difficult stuff, which is just, just as real. You can do that. But I'm, I'm here to tell you right now. This passage that we're looking at here in, in Isaiah chapter 26 is not just a choice. It is a promise. And it's not just a promise. It's a promise from God. Fix your mind upon God. You know, if I were to give you a word picture, it'd be kind of like, you know, we, we have a, you can put on a pair of glasses in, in which to view everything. 
And what he's saying is, put on your God glasses. Fix your mind upon God. And you shall experience peace. Because in so doing, the actions, the action of fixing your eyes upon God proves not just to God, but to yourself that you place your trust in Him. Now, my guess is that there are people who are hearing this message who are struggling today to, to get their focus right. And Jim and the band's going to be coming up here right now to lead us in our closing um, worship song for this service. And this is what I'm offering to you. I, I want to stand with you. If you're struggling to focus your mind and your heart upon God, I'll, I want to help. I want to pray with you. You don't need me, but we kind of need each other, right? We need to know that we're not alone. We need to know that I need to know that when I'm weak, that I can, I can count on Brenda to not be. I need to know that when I'm struggling and overwhelmed by the circumstance of my life, uh, I can count on Mark, that he'll be there for me. Well, what I'm trying to say to you all today is that if you're struggling to focus, to find that peace, uh, I, I would love to stand with you and, and pray with you. And as we've, we try to mention every week, the beginning of finding this peace, of fixing your mind upon God, of beginning that journey is by accepting Jesus Christ into your heart as Lord and Savior. You know, it's not good enough that you came to church today. It's not good enough that you read your Bibles. You have to make a conscious choice to receive Jesus too. And in so doing, not only do you prove to God that you trust in Him, but you, you're demonstrating to yourself that you are as well. It's time to stop playing. I don't know what the future holds, but my suspicion is that most of it isn't going to be good. But I know that the one who holds it is good. And his name is Jesus. And he loves you. And he just wants you to trust him. To fix your mind on him. And we'll get through this together. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. Lord, we, we come before you on this beautiful Sunday morning to praise you for your grace. The truth of the matter is we are unworthy to receive that grace, but that's what grace is all about anyway. It is about you loving us unconditionally. It's about you offering to us that which we don't deserve. 
And as we come before you today on a beautiful day like this, we recognize we don't even deserve that. But we praise you for it and we thank you for that grace and for that love, for the beauty of the day. Um, I'm asking Savior that you would pour out um, the anointing of your Holy Spirit, not just on those that have gathered here at the farm today, but all those that will be uh, uh, that are watching online, uh, live stream, or those that will watch the message later in the week. I'm praying, Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would, would move in a profound and, and life-changing way. Lord, I know that the words that I have to speak are just that, they're words, but when your Holy Spirit goes before them or indwells them, I believe that you can do things through these inadequate words that can literally change lives. And that's what I'm asking today, Lord, that you take what is presented and that you'd speak hope and joy, um, peace in the midst of what um, is a pretty chaotic and turbulent time. We claim the promise found in Isaiah 55, 11, that says, truly when it is your word that goes out, it shall not come back empty. Well, today your word will be proclaimed. And I'm asking that this simple verse that we're going to focus on today, the truth of this simple, biblical, applicable verse would take root in us. That we would listen to these mandates that are proclaimed in, in this Scripture and that we would claim the promise that they hold for us. It is by the power of the blood of Jesus that I'm asking, Lord, that You would bind up Satan and all the distractions that he might send our way that would keep us from hearing this message because we need it today. And um, once it's taken root in us, I'm praying, Lord, that it, would take, that it would produce fruit through us. That You would produce fruit through us. Because the message that You want to share with this group today is one that should be, needs to be shared with the world. And the fact of the matter is these folks have the ability to impact far more lives than I can as one person. So let Your Spirit move. Um, may you be glorified not just today, but in everything that we do every day. And may we fix our minds and our eyes on you. In Jesus' name, amen.